0: Hello, my name is Enigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. Welcome to the Sunday Movie Marathon. <laughs> hey, Max. <laughs> yeah, El Fucko. <laughs> well, not have such profanities in this chat. <laughs> Hello, we're coming to you over Zoom today once more because um, obviously we're still in uh, lockdown. And I think that is this is just how it's going to be until we get out of lockdown, because I think we could watch these movies separately and just talk about them on the podcast. But the the point of this podcast to us is that we all get together and have fun. I don't I think, think I would have
1: found Ninja Dragon as funny as I did if I was sitting there on my own. No, yeah, no, there's something not. like maybe that would have even been like a bit more sad, you know? Yeah, I definitely would have turned that movie off like halfway through and just cried. Just made up your opinion on it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's a really good film. Yeah, what'd you think of the ending? It it was an ending. Uh, I'll be honest, I turned it off. To be honest, it was so bad that I turned it off. (laughs) There were credits. There was an ending. It was ambiguous. Yeah, so today instead of
0: um, doing the movie reviews, we've got uh, some questions that we can ask instead.
1: movie-related questions or questions relating to like the film genre or film industry that we're going to ask and then each have a answer. And that's probably what we're going to have to do, like Max said, until the end of lockdown. So, enjoy.
0: Should we start with... um,
1: should we just go in the order that we usually watch the movies in? So it'd be Chris, you, the me. Yeah.
0: That's what I thought anyway. Yeah.
1: Okay, cool. Um, sure. So Chris, what is your question for me and old Macca Packer?
2: So I think I um put it in the chat the other day, actually. It was the idea of, um can you stop sticking your middle finger up at me? You are bringing shame <laughs> onto this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um The question was, um, essentially, how many sequels in a franchise is too many sequels? Because I was thinking of loads of franchises, and I think all of them, after the third movie, get shit. Like, I could think of almost no franchises where there's like a fourth film or anything after that where it's actually good.
1: Do you not remember watching the Shrek marathon? (laughs) Yeah.
2: I do. A stamp on but my phone. The fourth, fourth one's
1: actually not that bad. I can't remember much of it because I fell asleep. <laughs> no, the fourth one was good. Is that the one where um Oh it's the one where he goes into like a different universe or something, isn't it? Yeah, Paul Stiltskin yeah. says,
0: uh, I'll give you a different life. So he goes into an alternate universe. Shenanigans into you. <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> um what, what a day that was that took ages yeah we like had to like watch a few <laughs> we had to watch like the like the third one at like 1.5
1: times speed because it was so boring <laughs> it's, it's nothing like the dark knight trilogy though that took ages as well but that was significantly better yeah um but no chris your question when you think about it i think most movie franchises that have gone on too long have sort of on worse as they've gone on. I mean, you think about it, Nightmare on Elm Streets, Friday the 13th, the Halloweens, the Fast and the Furious films, I think they've just cashed in at that point on the the actual total and fan base of the films, but there's been so little passion put into the films, and I think the different directors that have taken on some of these projects and changed... I mean, look, looking, looking at Halloween, there's like three different timelines in the span of like nine films... Um, and then you get to Halloween H2O, which just retcons every film that isn't Halloween 2. So everything from Halloween 2 onwards is just no and void. And then Halloween 2018, where the only film that actually happened was the first one. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, Halloween 2019 was actually really good. And I, I hope that the pace that they've, or the where well, the pace and the quality and just the the film itself is kept in a similar way as what that one was cause i think it was very fresh for the franchise after the amount of shit that we got from actual halloween 2 which i would say was one of the last good halloween films other than h2o
2: yeah
1: but as they've just gone on and there's a, there's a very big big parallel between I think the three major slasher movies... or well not slasher movies, but horror movies, which would be Halloween, Nightmare, and Friday, that as the films did progress and they got to, like, the seventh and eighth sequel, it was just so unrecognisable for what the film originally was. You just have to think, like, what was the point?
2: Yeah. Yeah, well, I think I, that... Um... I'm pretty sure when I... I was going to say, ahead, when I asked a question in the chat, um, Reed came in and said that, um the answer is there's no such thing as too many sequels it's all dependent on when the films start taking away from the story or something instead of adding to it but i feel like a lot of sequels after like the third film if they don't like ruin the story they just don't really do anything like they don't really add on to it at all like i think of something like harry potter that was actually like a long franchise where every film's like set over a year and you watch the characters grow and they're like every single film i think is kind of necessary but a lot of franchises don't do that so after you get to the third film there's not really
0: much you can do after that
1: i yeah, think that's I why think in... oh carry on max sorry
0: sorry i think in like the cases like the harry potter movies the they do have like the books to go off as well and there is a a story that um jk rowling herself planned out beforehand and she knew that it had to get to a point at the very end and she planned out how many books she was going to write um of course like they they obviously um started making the fantastic Beasts movies afterwards
1: and that just seems like an afterthought to cash in on the harry potter franchise what would you say about the twilight franchise then because i'm pretty sure they were books before the films um and i haven't yeah. seen them in years uh, 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 a lot of t- uh, fucking ages um, but there's like what four or five of them films five is there the, yeah yeah there are five of them Um,
0: I think that with the Twilight movies um, that's just like a case where it's just bad from the beginning from the opposite because the source <laughs> material I don't I don't think the source material is very highly regarded at all I don't I think there like, no. people look at down on those novels so I think that's just one that's sort of
1: Uh, messed up from the beginning I watched a I was listening to a podcast that was uh, mentioned like stupid plots in films and one of the plots that they brought up was the fact that in Twilight they can only play like baseball when it's a thunderstorm because when they hit the baseball it sounds like lightning so yeah I, I, I had to, I, I YouTubed the scene because I could not remember seeing it throughout any of the films and I thought he was joking and then I watched it and was like, oh my god, this is awful. But like, have you ever realised watching all the Twilight films just how bad the colour grading was over all yeah, of the yeah. films? Because I, I complained about, um, what was it, the piano and uh, one of the... Uh, what are the movies, uh, Dust Till Dawn ones, about the um, colour grading that you they used on that? I don't think I'd be out of stomach watching any of the Twilight movies again, just from how bad they look. Yeah, well, we, uh, we'll we'll just have to see about
0: that, won't we? Because they're going to come up at some point. <laughs> Maybe. I didn't buy those but... Blu-rays for
1: nothing. <laughs> but do you think um, like Marvel caught, uh, sort of cottoned to the fact that anything past, like, a trilogy may have been, uh like, perceived as bad films or, like, the lack of ideas, which is why the majority of their um Infinity Gauntlet sort of saga of films have only ever been in trilogies. Captain America for... um Well, that's getting a fourth one now, but that's only as of recently. And Iron Man.
2: Yeah, I think three films, like, a nice round number, like... It's enough for you to progress the character and the story and stuff without it getting stale. And I think yeah. Yeah. They must but then, have then four But that. then
1: you get to then you get films like um four, where I would say the first two films are some of the the worst MCU films that I would I've seen in my opinion. Four one and two. Four two is probably one of the worst MCU films that they've done. Four one is significantly better but not great. When they got to the third one, it was probably one of the d- only decent four movies that they've done. So now that they've started creating like a fourth, and they're going to have what I expect like to be maybe a fifth movie, even though that breaks like the three, the, the trilogy threshold, they're the type of movies that started off very bad, but they're only just going to get better as they go on because the the direction that the characters going in now, and like what Reed said in the group chat, it's not really about sequels at that point it would just be how they're improving on the character and the storyline and, and the the lore um, and world-building behind that character. But I don't think a lot of films have that, um, that yeah. go into like the the sequels past like four or five. I think when you get to the seventh or eighth film in a franchise, I think it's very difficult to keep the original qualities of the film that made it good while expanding and not going in a ridiculous direction yeah well in the in the case
0: of the Thor movies um those first two were not very good um but in the third one i I put it down to the change in director and
1: yeah, Marvel yeah actually like hired RTD was an actually so much better a yeah,
0: good director a proven good director and that's he's probably like the main reason that the new Thor is coming out as well, so I yeah. think when when Marvel put their trust in um these good directors like Taika Waititi, like James Gunn, um we get better results and we see um just a better filmmaking and better creativity and people want to watch them.
1: Yeah, I was like really happy when James Gunn was rehired for Guardians Three. I think it would have been a very different film if he had not been there to direct director. Yeah, I've I've not enjoyed James Gunn's films that outside
2: of Guardians of the Galaxy, but I think he brings such a like unique style and flavour to that film that without him it wouldn't be anywhere near as good as enjoyable.
1: Well you you think, um, when I like early or late last year, when I was when I rewatched the whole of the MCU, I think as soon as it got to Guardians, I think that was the first film where there was just so much vibrance and colour injected to the film. Um, And anything outside of that, other than Doctor Strange, is very grey, dull tones, very neutral. And it was just refreshing to see that kind of style um, in the film. And then from there on, I I just think more films have picked that up a little bit. Yeah, it was definitely a breath of fresh air, because I
0: also did a MCU marathon recently. As well, and when you, hey man, when you do get to we the we should um, make a
1: podcast where we review them. I'm sure we'll
0: get around to them, well, a few of them maybe <laughs> on this podcast, but I, I wouldn't want to sit through all like 25 films or whatever. That I is
1: I think with the MCU, we're just going to have to do a, a separate video just reviewing reviewing them rather than actually watching them because we've all seen them. Yeah. Too I think it is now for some of them. I think it would take so long to watch 25 or 20, 22, 23 films at this point. Yeah. Especially when they're all like two, two and a half hours long, at least. Well, yeah, then you get to like Infinity War and Endgame where it's like three and a half or something. Yeah, Or three, bit much. Whatever it is, yeah. But, um, um yeah, I, I actually can't think, other than like what Max said, like I'm not a massive Harry Potter fan, but... I I did enjoy watching the films. I wouldn't sit down and watch them of my own accord. If if they came up in the the selection for the marathon, or I was with a group of friends that wanted to watch them, I'd watch them and I'd enjoy them and I'd be able to follow along. I don't really have a vested interest in the world itself, but they're good movies. They're directed well. The acting's very good. Like you both said, the story has progressed um, each film. But what feel... Do you know any franchises that have gone, like, above the fourth, fifth sequel that are actually good? Like, Final Destination is another one where it just got very stale after a while. Yeah. Um, I would no, say, like... I can't think of any.
0: I... I Maybe Mission Impossible? Like, I wouldn't say though any of those movies are, like, amazing amazing. I haven't seen the last one yet, but apparently that one's really
1: a really good action movie. But They've stayed uh, like relatively consistent in what quality. One, what's what's the latest Mission Impossible? What was it? Fallout. Fallout. Yeah, Fallout yeah. was Fallout was pretty good. I enjoyed mm-hmm. watching it. That's the one with Henry Cavill, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But I think I think Jesus, I've only just realised this. We're forgetting one of the biggest franchises that had that has had just as many sequels as the MCU. Oh, Double O Seven. Yeah. Uh well that's like a
0: case of um like when when you get like a new bond
1: character it's almost like a reboot like they do with like it's, Doctor Who. Uh, would you say it's more like anthology stitched together in a sense? Because every kind of. story yeah, cuz every story's different but um I d- with that one it is a it is a bit tricky because I they they're, they're definitely not sequels because they are not referenced in in any of the films I think maybe m references another double o seven agent briefly in like one of the films I can't remember um but I think uh what is it Daniel Craig's James Bond is just about to is it his fifth film that he's just about to make or his fourth Four. I'm not sure no yeah, cuz there's it's, Casino it's last, Royale, yeah. no, Quantum it's of Solace, Fifth, yeah, so Skyfall yeah, and then it's sky n-
2: n- Spectre.
1: Yeah, and then whatever uh good day to die or something this one is, isn't it? No time, no to, time, time die. to die. No time or to die. No time to die. Yeah. How mad is it that like um all of these films, I think the James Bond films have some of the like the best opening soundtracks ever. Like they just I, I look, I've loved every song that um they've opened a James Bond movie with. Isn't it mad that the new James Bond movie is opening up with um Billy Iris, Iris, like. Considering like yeah, considering like how new to the industry well not new, but just how short well, she she's is quite been in new. the Yeah, she's new. She's been doing music for, for ages, but she's only just now gotten into the mainstream like public eye. Yeah. Very well done to her. Oh yeah, no massive but I think it's it's a bit of an accomplishment when you've got people like Adele doing like uh themes for it as well, uh like intro themes, like to be up there and like regarded as like on par um is it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty really
0: proved herself off on like main stages now at festivals.
1: Yeah. What was it, Chris? You said she, she had like the biggest crowd ever at Reading.
0: Yeah.
2: It was ridiculous how crowded it was when I, we saw her at reading last year.
0: Yeah, I'd have been like, nope. <laughs> going back to my, I ten. think I would um, extend Chris's question to also like television as well, because there is a certain point where um, television series sort of peter out, and they don't really under, don't know
1: don't have a clear direction as to where they're going, but they just do it not, anyway because they need the money. Not only that, but I think um let's take a season of uh, a show scrubs for example the first 8 seasons of scrubs were really good um like it one of my favorite tv shows and i think 8 seasons didn't feel too long it felt just right but then they decided to bring it back for a ninth season which was one too many but it wasn't the ninth season that ruined it just by having nine seasons it was the ninth season was just very shit yeah it wasn't good yeah, for sure no it was it absolutely awful, but like then you've got- f- shows like Friends where that was like ten seasons long, and like I'm up to like the third season at the moment, three and a half seasons in um and even though I've seen it all before like loads of times I'm still relatively i'm, I'm relatively i'm still enjoying it yeah i think friends um it had a good run it i think it stays consistent
0: for me. Um but for with a show like um that's been going on forever now, which is The Simpsons, they're they're still going, they're not stopping, but the content has just gone bad. So I, yeah, think, I think they probably should have stopped a while ago. Yeah,
1: every yeah, time they I could talk have to stopped someone about around season ten. Yeah. Every time I talk to someone about the seasons, they always say like the same thing as what you guys say. Whereas like the first few seasons or the first half of the seasons are really good. But the, like the latter half are just very poor, and the, like you guys said, the jokes just don't land as, yeah, as it's much not as they used to, and they're very flat. It's not even the
2: latter half anymore. The first ten seasons were great. The last twenty-two or whatever they've done have been shit. They're on. Wait, how many like seasons 32. are there?
1: Yeah, Holy 30, shit, yeah. mate! I thought there was. I thought there was only twenty. No.
0: No, but to be fair, I'm on like season thirteen now. And it's still decent. It's still good. I still have yeah. a few laughs. Yeah, few I'm on
2: season it. fifteen, I think, because I've been rewatching them all. And yeah, it's still not terrible. It's not till about season twenty or so that it actually gets like borderline unwatchable. Um,
1: I think *Self yeah, Park it just goes it has long. been a TV show that has managed to stay fresh. Um throughout like it's 23 or 24 seasons at the moment but i think that's mainly based on the fact that the creators and writers or whatever they are of the show are just so quick at churning out episodes that everything that happens in real life is on the next episode of south park like relatively yeah, it's quickly. current and up to date yeah i would so say there are not, none of that like
2: I was gonna say there are episodes see. and even a couple of seasons that aren't great, but for the most part, it's like fairly consistent.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I would say it's it's definitely done well for how many seasons it's gone up to now, and I think at this point they're just trying to push it as far as they can before they just get banned or cancelled. I think they'll stay on for a while because they well, yeah. like,
0: they see what's trending. And they see what's going on in the world. And the episodes, like, artistically, that show is like very simplistic. I won't say it looks bad, but it's just simple. And they could probably make a, an episode in no time at all and just get that out immediately yeah. to mm-hmm. correspond with what's um, going on in the world. They make an episode in seven days
2: and get it. Yeah,
0: there we go. But that's, even that's like a feat in itself because it's not just about the art style. It's about the writing as well. Yeah, and I was about to say the writing that there. is still
1: really great. Jesus Christ, Max! From the Zoom call that I'm watching you on, because your background blurs out a lot of everything else, it just looked like you were drinking nothing. Yeah, it was just in my water, an, in. an invisible bottle of water, and then just a liquid went into your mouth. I was like, "What the fuck's going on?" <laughs> <laughs> I would have to agree with what Reed said, and I don't think it is about sequels i think it's just about whether the writing drops off the story drops off and whether the film itself is just left or strayed so far away from what made it great that it's just become unrecognizable yeah the thing
2: that i was trying to get at is that after a few sequels there's not really anything else you can add to it Like, Harry Potter, that's kind of different because, obviously, they had it planned going in. But a lot of the time, they don't have that. So, like, going into it every couple of years, trying to make a new film, trying to find something to add, and a lot of the time, they can't. Um, But that was a big problem with the sequel trilogy with Star Wars. They went into that without a clear plan of where to go, and they basically just got a different director in for the eighth film who wanted to take in a different director or different direction, I mean, then brought JJ Abrams back. Yeah. He was like trying to take it back in some sort of direction that he originally planned, but even then it just felt super unfocused because it, it didn't feel like they had a clear vision. And I think that's the problem with sequels well, going on so long.
1: Yeah. Th- yeah. There's there's only so much of a story you can tell before you are just churning out the cash cow. And like when Max brought up uh, Mission Impossible earlier Although they are entertaining films, they're done very well, they look beautiful, the acting's quite good, when you dial it down, it is just Tom Cruise saving the world for the sixth time, and at this point, I think the films are just going to get very stale, because what more can you do?
0: Yeah, in a way, but it's also, it is that, but it's also, you know, Tom Cruise doing Mission Impossible for the sixth time. He's like he's just been constantly doing, it. and he does his own stunts. It's like crazy. He like broke yeah, his no. leg
1: on Mission Impossible Fallout. I just yeah. like seeing um, like sprained how his ankle. Good the action, is. his ankle.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But yeah, but I, f- I think obviously there is a, a, a an excitement about watching the film and seeing Tom Cruise risk his life again. But it, it's it is just him saving the world again. The story is the exact same. He's betrayed by his own government. He saves the world. All is well until the next one, where he's betrayed by the government. He saves the world.
2: Yeah. yeah. How long till and that epic stale, though?
1: <laughs> well, exactly. But then you look at Fast and Furious, where they're doing oh, the God, exact yeah. same thing as Mission Impossible, where it's just the same thing one after the other. But Mission Impossible has done it very well, whereas Fast and Furious is just shit. Do you guys know that... um, what was it? I I was watching this YouTube channel and like Vin Diesel got pissed off because he's like the third or fourth um, most famous bald guy in the Fast and Furious <laughs> franchise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the Rock, Jason Statham, and uh, Vin Diesel. Yeah, but Vin no, Diesel's you've also got actor Tyrese or something. Whoever plays Tyrese, the black bald bold guy, I'd put him above Vin Diesel. Yeah, well, what Vin Diesel... What has Vin Diesel been good in?
0: Like, nothing. Like, Mate, I think of the Iron Galaxy Giant. and Iron Giant, where he has to take, like, a Mate, line, and that's Vin,
1: it. Vin Diesel, I think, is one of the biggest reasons why the Fast and Furious films have gotten worse and worse. Since he became a producer, and has said that in no script can he ever lose a fight, and The Rock has said yeah. the exact same thing... Like, it's just two egos trying to fit themselves into this film, and it's just not very good. doesn't make for good storytelling. They're focused too much on how their character's perceived rather than how the story progresses.
0: It's not even their character in the
1: film. It's, like,
0: how they themselves are perceived. Because they can't act, every character they play is just an extension of themselves. Hey, man! So if they lose a fight in in the film, then it's basically like them
1: losing a fight in real life. no. Have you seen the diversity in Dwayne Johnson's films? You've got Jumanji, you've got Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> the Pacifier. <Yeah. laughs>
0: Southland Tales. There's, yeah,
1: there's a... F- bad. Is, is the Pacifier the one where, like, Dwayne Johnson gives his daughter who's allergic to nuts, like a bar of peanuts or something? I thought it was where he was worry, a baby for ten years. Oh, well, there's no, a film with a baby, Dwayne Johnson sir. in it where he plays, like... Uh, well, there's a film with Dwayne Johnson in it where he plays, like, this famous rugby star or American football star and then he finds that he has a daughter and the mum's dead and then, like, he looks after this daughter and she's allergic to peanuts and he gives her peanuts and then he's like, oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have done that.
2: <laughs> Wasn't yeah. he in
1: the tooth? You know what? Well. One day we'll have to do... That was Vin Diesel. Yeah, I know, I'm pretty sure Vin Diesel was in The Pacifier.
0: Yeah, it might have been Vin Diesel was The Pacifier, (laughs) and then The Rock (laughs) was The Tooth Fairy. It's just basically the
1: same film. (laughs) These people are interchangeable. Isn't John Cena in one of those, like, very childish films now or something? What, Fred? Maybe. He was in the Fred Isn't he in Stepdad as well? Is he in Stepdads? No, not Step... yeah.
0: I don't know what that is. Uh, uh, these f- movie titles all sound the same.
1: Oh, it's so weird. Did you say it's John Cena was in Fred? Yeah, Fred the movie. Yeah, so he, was, f- he played oh, Fred's dad. Oh, fucking hell.
2: <laughs> There's a scene where, go where Fred goes to get something out of the fridge, and he opens the fridge and John Cena's just in there. Oh, <laughs> <Anyway>, yeah.
1: Why? So <laughs> like that
0: scene in The Joker. Imagine if we saw
1: that in like Joker, where he goes into the fridge and he comes out and he's John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that part of the film improvised in Joker? Didn't Joaquin Phoenix just do it on a whim or something? I don't know if I heard that correctly. Probably.
0: What, they like had a fridge there and then they, like, he was like,
1: guys, I'm getting into the fridge. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't know, I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that that scene was, it was, either, it was either that scene was crucial for his story or that scene was improvised. I don't really know which one it was.
0: I dunno. Know. Who knows?
1: It's a DC movie. Or yeah. whatever.
0: Um My question is thus. Um so obviously the pandemic's hit us and it's hit us hard. Um and the movie industry has suffered. Uh films have been delayed. A lot of films. So my question is, uh what of these delayed movies uh, were you most excited to see Black Widow? For sure.
1: <laughs> yeah, that and yeah. the J- new James Bond movie. I was pretty stoked to see them. Yeah, James
0: Bond was like it was supposed to come out in January. Well, like, yeah, January this year, and then it
1: was um, yeah delayed until like December or November, something like that. And then Black Widow was supposed to come out. Black Widow was supposed to come out in May and that's been pushed back a whole year. Yeah. Jesus.
0: Well, it's because these, these big companies, they want to release their, uh, their money makers when everyone is able to see them. It's yeah. like, um, like Disney released Mulan on like their Disney Plus streaming service. And that I don't think that did very well at all.
2: So. Probably because you had to pay extra for it.
1: Yeah, you had to have yeah. a subscription and pay for the film. Yeah, eventually, like um,
2: about a month ago, about a month ago, they made it so you can rent it on like Prime or whatever. You didn't have to have a subscription. It was like twenty pound cheaper as well.
1: Fucking hell, it's mad. But Chris, what films are you, were you excited about that aren't coming out now? Um, I think the biggest
2: one for me was The French Dispatch, which is the new film directed by Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. Who's one of my favorite directors? Um, I've never yeah. got the chance to see any of his films in the cinema, so I was like super excited for it. Um, and also last night in what Soho, what stuff has he done? Um, did the yeah. Grand Budapest Hotel, Fantastic Mr. Fox, um, The Royal Tenenbaums is my favorite film he's done. Um, he does a lot of
1: really weird, dark comedies. When you said Wes Anderson, I instantly thought the guy who um, did. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, that's West Craving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, different guy. Too many of these Wests, man.
2: Yeah. And there was also Last Night in Soho, the new Edgar Wright film. I love Edgar Wright. Yeah. I've loved everything he's done except for his like really old student film, which classed as his debut. Um, but yeah, everything from Shaun of the Dead onwards. Is yeah, great. that
1: man's just consistently on a roll. I think, wasn't the new Halloween supposed to come out this year as well?
2: Yeah.
1: So new Halloween yeah, and the new about that. Saw film was supposed to come out this October,
2: but they delayed both of them.
1: Oh yeah. Spiral. There's an there's another new Saw film. Yeah. Spiral from the book of Saw.
0: What? Featuring... Is that
1: actually what it's called? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Featuring um, is it uh, Marty from Madagascar? Yeah. Chris Rock. He um,
2: stars in it and he also yeah. wrote it. Apparently he had the idea for it. Just went oh. into Lionsgate Studios, um, like completely like uninvited, and it was like, "This is my idea for a new Saw film," and they were like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure, man, let's do it." Me,
1: yeah,
0: I'm that's not surprised. film
1: franchise that has gone on too long. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: but I'm not surprised about that because Lionsgate—they're just—I do not like them as a company now. No, because I'm they've, they've sure. been delaying. I'm pretty movies. sure in
1: Chris's Cold to the Touch when Callum was pitching new movies and he pitched like an independence day movie. He said he'd pitch it to Lionsgate cuz it was <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, or they have nothing like left that. They used to have like The Hunger Games, The Saw
2: films kind of stopped being good after the second film, but I love them so much cuz they're so hilarious and convoluted. Like the story's just gotten so ridiculous and like there's so many Huge plot holes. It's just they're always fun to watch. Yeah, it's just how dumb it is. The, the
1: f- yeah, the film just doesn't make sense anymore. None of them do. No. Um, yeah, I was looking forward to Halloween, but alas, so that 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 must mean that they
2: the the film is finished then. Yeah, both the Saw film and Halloween's finished. Yeah, someone like
1: yeah, I, I can't imagine seeing
2: someone tweeted Line Skate. And said, "Why don't you just like put it on streaming to rent, like for the new Saw film?" And their response was, "Trust us, you really want to see this in the cinema." (laughs) Oh
1: yeah.
0: (laughs) Oh dear.
1: I I don't think I actually want to. To be fair, (laughs)
0: Lionsgate are like um just this, well they're like a bitch company, really, aren't they? They have nothing left now. They used to have the Hunger Games. They don't have that. They'll like reboot The Hunger Games at some point so they have something to work with. All they've got is like John Wick now and Spiral from the Book of Saw. They, they're they the ones who are supposed to be releasing Chaos Walking, which is a movie that I desperately, desperately want to see because I love the books, but I know this has been like a dumpster fire of a production. And like the other month, I think, they were supposed to release a trailer for it. And they were it's, like, I was going to say, it's, is this the one that happen. you said...
1: Yeah, is this the one when they said like if we get to a million followers, we release it? And then everyone's just been tweeting, release the chaos, trailer yeah. or something. It's
0: it's gotten to a point now where you go on the Lionsgate Twitter, everything they've tweeted, every reply is to do with Chaos Walking. Like every reply is just, just release the trailer, release the Chaos Walking trailer. We want the Chaos Walking trailer, okay? Like I'm 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 under the um presumption that people still think it's going to be good but I think it's just because they, they've read the books and they love the books but I I'm, I I do love the books but I don't think this movie is going to be good why, have they,
1: why are they not releasing a trailer I don't know it's I meant don't to know come what's the hold it's
2: not meant to come out in yeah. two months so. <laughs> Chris a lot of films <laughs> well, were meant
1: to come out this year no, oh in January next, next January, January just gone I think it was. Yeah, Do you that think that's going to happen? Probably not. No.
0: But like, it's just going to be like a thing like, like with the new Mutants, where they just like dumped it on the cinema. They were like, Can yeah, you whatever. please
1: not mention that movie ever again?
0: Thank the Lord that wasn't uh, delayed any further. We got to see that in premium, high-quality cinema
1: extravaganza. Yeah, man. After four years of delays, I'm so glad I saw that movie. Yeah, it was really good. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Every time we walked past a, cr- a baby cryer, Max went, They've definitely seen New Mutants. <laughs> yeah, well, what do you want from me? It was a bad movie. It was an awful
2: movie. I think Tenet's like the only big blockbuster film to come out this year. And that was like. Yeah, and a, it made like nothing. Big failure because of Corona. I
1: was going to say, I literally don't know other than Black Widow. James Bond and the Halloween movie. I had no clue what what else was supposed to be coming out this year.
0: Well, here's one of the big ones that I really, really wanted to see because it's by my favorite director. Shrek Five. No, Dune.
1: Oh yeah. Oh I mean, yeah. I heard a lot of people say about that.
0: That was going to come out like this month or maybe next month. It's been delayed by a year now.
1: Oh, I'm so fucking mad. How? Mate, I'll be twenty-six by the time that film comes out. Yeah, uh, we're all gonna, we're all dying so fast, and everything's just being delayed. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it's not only old age killing us anymore; <laughs> it's Corona. Yeah, and waiting do you for the Do you think the f- cast of Fast and Furious have just built up an immunity to coronavirus just because the amount of Corona beers that they've drunk over the past nine films or so? <laughs>
0: Or they've caused it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Culmination of like eight shitty films and a constant need for corona being shoved in them. <laughs> so much corona
0: it's just like permeated into the air into the atmosphere itself contributed to like global warming and now we're just reaping reaping the reward all the coronas coming down again and it didn't actually come all. from bats it came from Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> came from Groot himself
1: fucking hell um yeah they're, they're the films that I was interested in seeing um I probably would have wanted to see a lot more if I knew if anything else was coming out but um at least we got Borat Alate. it's 2024 yeah that's true we did
0: I didn't see it but yeah we got it, it was, I haven't
1: I haven't watched it yet I've, I've heard good things about it yeah it was pretty hilarious
0: there was that Ryan Reynolds movie Free Guy where he plays an NPC. That's not coming it, out now. Is that
1: I was gonna say? Is that out? I thought it came nah, out. No, it's not going
0: to come out for a while. No, it was delayed. People want to see shit. it, I guess. Or the Chris, game crowd.
1: Chris, here's a here's a game for you. Think of any film that you wanted to see, and then just add on twelve months to when you want to see it. Okay. Maybe even more. Yeah, and that's realistically a time frame that you're going to see that movie in pretty much the
2: French dispatch doesn't even have a new release date yet they've just said it's not coming out this
1: year fucking hell mate don't you think it would be mad if like instead of ending lockdown on the 2nd of December they say like oh no we're gonna carry on and go until March because the R number isn't decreasing and then James Bond has to postpone itself for like another year Yeah, those poor Cineworld workers don't go back to work for another year. <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: they just have to find work elsewhere, won't they? Yeah, Chris, I don't think the Cineworld workers are going back to work at all. <laughs> no. Cineworld's
2: meant to be reopening when that film comes out, but who knows when that's going to be. What, James Bond? Yeah. That's why they closed, It's because it's been delayed. So they were like, there's no point in staying open if there's not like a big film coming out, so they said they'll reopen when that film comes out.
0: Well Tenet was like um a sort of experiment for uh if films could perform in this
1: uh social climate. climate. Yeah. And um, Yeah it didn't didn't, it go, just well. didn't, really,
0: it didn't go well. No. It just so about made um, its budget a back. Companies but it have wasn't... been deterred from that. Yeah. No, but like with the Christopher Nolan movie, you want to make like big bucks, don't you? He pours so much money into those films that you just do you want to see
1: the returns on it and it didn't get it? No. No. I can understand why studios aren't releasing films. But then at the same time, like like we said in like one of the very first podcasts, if like half the um cinemas close, that's half your market gone, so you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. You're not going to make money either way. No, not really. Um well you you know, we,
0: we got people um studios sort of turning to and just like directors on their own turning to Netflix and they they've funded a few a lot of movies this year as well. Um and they've maybe, been producing um, a lot of good stuff.
1: Maybe the studio should just take the government um test and it will tell them what they'd be good at for a profession and they should just get a new job.
0: Maybe that's the
1: way it's heading. Sad yeah. as that is we'll we'll end the MCU on uh endgame no, the last one. Was no, Spiderman. got to keep going for hundred more years. Yeah, I've erased that, Chris. Mm. That's a Sony film. Sony film partnered and directed by Marvel.
2: Yeah, still in the universe, though.
1: But it's it's not. Yeah, but it's not on Disney Plus. So if you're watching the MCU, then um, mans unfortunately not on there.
2: Yeah, you got no. Buy it's it. not.
1: Well, they what are they? They can't get the rights to it. Nah, do you know what's weird about, about um that though? Sony have the rights to do live action Spider Man movies and specifically live action sixty minute episodes of Spider Man, like um series. Whereas Marvel only have the rights to do thirty minute animated Spider Man shows. It's weird how the rights work for that. Yeah. That's it's like it, whole, that is yeah. weird. Yeah, it's like Hulk. Um, Marvel don't have the rights to do a standalone Hulk movie, but they have the right to put the character into other films. Whereas, whatever company own Hulk at the moment, Universal, universal. whatever, have the right to do. Yeah, have the rights to do um, standalone Hulk movies. It's no point in keeping
0: the rights because they're not going to make a nah. Hulk
2: movie.
0: Would you guys want to see a Hulk movie if they I if don't Marvel know. made one? Would you want to see Maybe. it? Well, yeah. It now depends. with Mark Ruffalo.
1: Yeah, it depends what Hulk movie. Like you've got some in the comics. You've got some amazing Hulk storylines. You've got Planet Hulk and World War Hulk, which if they were translated into films, they'd be fucking incredible. Like amazing yeah. storylines these would be. Um, yeah. Before Ragnarok, actually took aspects of Planet Hulk, um, mm-hmm. put them into which is why Hulk was found on a distant planet which is what the Planet Hulk storyline is about. But World War Hulk would have been a very good movie if they could actually do it well, and I think it would have made a very good Avengers movie, because essentially it's the Hulk at his most powerful coming back to Earth after decades of being exiled, and he just kills every single Avenger because they murdered his family. Wow. It's, That's it's dark. Yeah, it's batshit crazy. But then you've got... um. Like alternate universes where the Hulk is evil, and like one of the very last Avengers is Old Man Logan. So you've got Old Man Logan fighting like King Hulk, which is a, a very good storyline. Yeah, I'm not like averse to um a Hulk movie
0: being made. Um, I think that in a, in a way, the the Marvel Studios has sort of written itself into a into a corner with their MCU um because while it's highly successful and you know we do still see these movies in the cinema that, that the um the revenue is only going up but you sort of leave out any potential to do standalone movies that aren't part of the MCU so you can't explore like um different uh, storylines in the comics if they're not going to line up with what has already been established so yeah, I think that's kind of I guess mm.
1: that's where the, the um, multiverse can come into play I think um, the phase 4 of Marvel's gonna be very very um, different to the first 3 phases in the terms so that they're going to heavily rely on the multiverse as a storytelling aspect probably as a way as it probably of a way of introducing the X-Men and Galactus is maybe the next sort of Thanos, vin- Thanos villain. Um, yeah. And doing stuff like that, you can introduce like very different versions of each character. I mean, there's that rumor going around at the moment that uh, Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield are going to play brief cameos as their respective Spider-Men in the third Spider-Man film, which I think yeah. would be a bit too rushed at the moment because from the way that it sounds, yeah. they're trying to set up the Sinister Six... And introduce a multiverse in this one film, and that's borderline, te- like Spider-Man Three, Tobey Maguire territory, where there's just too much going on and in the film. Amazing Spider-Man Two, there was just
2: like twenty plot lines in that film.
1: Yeah, yeah, it just didn't end well. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't even remember what Max's question was. In all fairness, we answered it. I know that about film delays. Yeah, just um. What movies um, we, yeah, movies we, we want to see've so I've got, got one more. Away talking about
0: comic books um one more I wanted to see was um the new David Lowry movie called the Green Knight, uh, which features Deb Patel, and he directed um a ghost story, David Lowry, and that's one of my favorite movies, so I'm just sort of up for every, anything that he's doing what's now. a
1: ghost story about Because you've just got a poster of the avenue,
0: yeah, it's like um. It's a romance movie, um, sort of cosmic, about a guy who uh, passes away and he sort of lives out the the rest of eternity. Uh, I mean, well, it's sort of whatever you interpret from it, really. It's sort of... Um, I see it sort of like he lives out the rest of eternity just sort of in the same house that he he and his uh, girlfriend were in and he sort of, she leaves and all the time sort of revolves around him as he keeps waiting for
1: her. Oh damn. Very sad. Yeah. That, it, that it doesn't was... seem like a very good eternity to live in. It was a very sad but film. But I love it. It's a great movie.
2: Yeah it was great. It was just very
0: depressing. Yeah
1: definitely. Cry every time.
0: <sighs> Pussy. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What? <laughs> Apparently um... David Lynch was meant to be making a film, but that's been... He cancelled any ideas of making a f- new film because of COVID. Oh, my God. What
0: would, it, what would it even be? Who knows? He's, he's just not, crazy now.
2: Yeah, he's not made an actual film in, like, 13, 14 years now.
0: No. He likes um, short films.
1: So... I'll ask my question. Mm-hmm. So, mine is what would you say is the greatest or some of the greatest cinematic moments in history? Now, I don't mean... There's two ways you can interpret this question. There's one, um, which is like... uh, films like The Avengers being one of the most anticipated crossover events in the last decade, which was an amazing moment in cinematic history. But I'm talking more about, like, film releases like I think I hear a lot about the exorcist being one of the greatest moments in cinema itself just from how scary the film was um I mean there was like what people fainting throwing up passing out leaving the theater just from that movie being shown and it just kind of got me thinking like what are some of the greatest moments in cinema like whether it was like a revolution- revolutionary. um style of filming, being brought to a new film, to a new audience, whether it was an actor displaying an amazing um, scene, uh, whether it was a film itself, just that sort of stuff. I'm trying to think. <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: really not sure. To be um, honest. Um, I'll... No, carry on then,
2: Chris, go for it. I was going to say maybe the release of like the first Star Wars film. That was like the f- one of the first big summer blockbuster films, that and like Jaws I think like the first sort of films where people were lining around the block to see and they were selling millions and millions of tickets and then, of course they were like the first film to do like merchandise and stuff like sell toys and stuff like that Um, that was a pretty huge moment in cinema and it pretty much changed everything like pretty much any film like um, Avengers or anything like that owes a lot to the original star wars movie
1: i always find it funny that when george lucas sold the movie rights to star wars or allowed a movie to be made he was like i don't want to take any money from the films themselves but i want to take the rights to the merchandise and the film studio was like yeah right then and just yeah. how much money that guy has made from that one decision. It's just incredible. Yeah,
2: because, of course, at the time, no one was... Absolutely. absolutely. Well, no he knew how to market
1: that. them before. Yeah. But, yeah, I, uh, I'm i I'm just going to bring it up because, like I've said to you, Chris, many a times, it's a very sad and somber moment when I realise that I can't relive this moment again. But I I do think the, the Inve- Avengers Endgame was... And will be one of the greatest moments in cinema itself. Because I don't think there has been such an anticipated movie than that.
2: Uh, I don't know.
1: The Force Awakens was pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah, no, but definitely. then The Force Awakens was a shit film. Whereas Endgame was a
2: shit. It was five for uh, The it whole
1: is. all three of those films are terrible.
0: But with with the Force Awakens, it brings about like a new, it brought about a new era for Star Wars. And before people saw it, they didn't know that it was going to be like one way or the other. They didn't know what they were going to think of it. It was just it was Star Wars again. Yeah, the first and Star Wars film in ten years. Just crazy about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that is pretty mad when you think about it. Look, like it, that's that's almost like Dave Chappelle coming back to comedy after like a decade off. It was a very big anticipated moment, but um. Yeah, I, I just remember going to like the midnight screening for Avengers Endgame, and it just being such a very like unique atmosphere because we went to the midnight screening for Infinity War as well, didn't we, Chris?
2: Yeah, the experience of both those films, and then were we uh... great. Like it, it felt special being in a cinema full of huge fans like that who were all like super anticipating it, and just obviously there's a lot of like great fan service moments in those films, um, especially Endgame, um, where you got bits like captain america catching Falls hammer and stuff like that um yeah moments like that it was kind of magical sitting in the cinema for that um but i felt kind of the same way watching the force awakens in the cinema when that first came out because i was with loads of people who huge yeah. star wars fans waited 10 years for a new star wars film and little moments like seeing the millennium falcon for the first time in decades seeing han solo come in um Bits like that, like the entire crowd, like started cheering and stuff, and that happens like every five, ten minutes in that film.
1: And then they killed off Han Solo. They ruined Luke Skywalker's character, and they did a really funny scene where Princess Leia was out in the vacuum of space and (laughs) floated back. Yeah, flew like Mary Poppins. (laughs) I'm Mary Poppins, (laughs) y'all. So, such a funny film I, I think I went to the midnight like, screening for the like, Star Wars movie with one of my friends and I have never felt more sorry for a Star Wars fan than when we left the screening for that film <laughs> and I can tell you now that I don't think there was any happy cinema goers that left that screening no. in all I honesty s- from what I, I s- saw
2: I saw it the day after like well the day it came out like but we didn't go to the midnight screening, and um, the entire cinema were just laughing the whole
1: film. <laughs> like it was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so so bad. Yeah, there are I'm yeah. Uh, I think um, Paranormal Activity was quite a good had had a good impact on cinema history. Not so much anymore, but it was one of the, like, the first film adverts that i had seen where it was obviously based on true events. We know that to be false now, yeah. but just from like the way it made the film seem, was very... It was one of the only films that really got me sort of freaked out to go see it, and then I saw it and was like, no, nah, this was shit.
2: Yeah, it brought back um, found footage because w- it brought it into the mainstream because like, films had done it before, like um, Wreck had done it. A year or two before Blair Witch, product done it a decade before, but that film just like created this, um, trend in horror movies that a lot of them were found footage because it was easy and cheap to make and made a lot of money back. But they also did a interesting yeah, thing with like- marketing it on its original American release, where they um only put it in a handful of cinemas and the marketing campaign was like um beg your cinemas to get this film played so they were trying to make this word of mouth thing around different towns and stuff getting people to like try and get their cinemas and stuff to play it which is a bit of an interesting idea
1: yeah that's quite cool I think every
0: time a Christopher Nolan movie comes out that's quite a big deal to people and I don't think like when Tenet came out I I asked my family I asked my like Dad and my brother. Oh yeah, I'm going to see the new Christopher Nolan movie, and they were like, "Who?" So I don't think he's like a super, like as huge a director as like say, like maybe Steven Spielberg, who literally everyone knows. But when Who's his that? when his movie come out, oh come on! But when his movies come out, they're, they they are big, and I saw the, um, the directed 3am. 10th... No, so I saw um. Like, the other month, uh, Inception, for the first time in the cinema. Not for the first time, but for the first time in the cinema. And that was because it was the 10-year uh, anniversary. And there were people coming out of that who hadn't seen the movie before. I was like, wow. Imagine experiencing that movie for the first time in the cinema.
1: It was epic. Yeah, it, it was, was really great. It
2: was a great experience when I saw it. Because
1: I saw it, like, release weekend. It was great. Um, Apparently, if you... Oh, sorry, Chris. Um, Yeah, apparently, if you account for the inflate... inflate. Ew, Jesus Christ, I can't speak. Inflate... Inflation. What's, what's the word I'm thinking of? Inflation. That's the one. Fucking hell. I'm trying to say fluctuation Just putting two words together. Apparently, if you account for the inflation of, like, uh, money back then um, to the money today, apparently Titanic would still be the highest grossing movie if it like the the money was the exact same as what it is now so there's more money going around now than there was back then but i think yeah titanic was i'd say would, would be would have been a great uh moment in cinematic history just because it was for the longest time until avatar came out the highest grossing movie and again that was a film that came out decades ago which again you're paying well m- money was scarce back then not scarce but it's not as abundant as it is now so it wasn't as easy to hit like a billion dollars in the cinema as it is like now
0: yeah i think if you want to know the uh sort of the, how influential these movies are on their release and how big an impact they made to cinema you need only look at the um highest grossing movies and you'll probably find them
1: well, uh, I'll say the majority of them are Marvel movies now.: Yeah, well, they' they're what's big now.: Yeah, Chris, can you get up like the top 10 highest-grossing movies? Yeah, I was actually just looking to read them up, out for us. Um, So Ten's
2: Frozen Two. Yeah. Nine is Furious Seven. <laughs> wow. Eight is the Avengers.: Wow. Seven is the live action, or,, uh-huh. I wouldn't even say live action, the 2019 Lion King movie. Um, Six is Jurassic World Five is Infinity War Four, The Force Awakens Three, Titanic Two, Avatar And then of course, one's Endgame
0: It's not what I expected
2: <laughs> No, that
1: is I, I can't believe um, Lion King 2019 is on that list Yeah, I know Yeah, Jesus I, oh, I could oh have God. sworn I heard nothing but bad stuff about that yeah, of course. But then I I could just be looking yeah. in the wrong places. The problem is those live action Of course it's a action- bad movie,
0: but people saw it because they love Lion yeah. King.
2: Yeah. All those live action Disney movies sell ridiculous amounts of money like the The Beauty and the Beast remakes number 17th on the list. Uh, is that with oh, Emma,
1: Emma Watson it. in? Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw that in the cinema. Ashamed um, to say I didn't I really, was like dra- the-
1: I really hope you were dragged there By a girlfriend Not on your own accords It just went by I went himself. with my sister Oh fair
0: <laughs> But that was like when, when that sort of The trend of um,
1: Disney Live action remakes Was just
0: sort of uh, Getting off the ground Yeah I think I
1: haven't seen not a single sm- one since. I could have sworn there were many more Marvel movies in the top ten list because, like, the majority of them films have grossed over billions of dollars. But it's a changing climate at the moment, so... um, So
2: every, every film in the top 47 f- films grossed over a billion. Yeah, I'm not surprised, really. Yeah, and it's what the people want, so there are a
0: lot of Marvel films in there, but not in top ten. I would say probably i don't I don't know exactly the the reception it got um on release, but I think probably when the Lord of the Rings movies were came out the first one that probably did don't get me well.
1: started oh, come on. Don't you Listen, get me started? I have said on many a times that I would watch all three of these films with you guys willingly, but no one wants to do it. Because you said you'd watch them
2: and point out every single problem with them.
0: Yeah, it's no fun. You're not yeah. there to like enjoy the movies with us. You're just there to like shit on them. <laughs> so um, like, why would I want to do that?
1: Well, what what happens when the movies come up and the sorry chris carry on return of the king is 24th
2: highest grossing film of all time yeah that is a good film in all fairness I'm
1: <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> no return of the king is probably my favorite out of the trilogy no lie i bought um i had the return of the king video game on playstation 2 and it was one of my favorite games
2: yeah that game was cool
1: yeah yeah it was sick then there was a Game Boy Advance version that I put into my GameCube with a little adapter. Played it on that as well. Max, I probably know more about Lord of the Rings than you know about life. All right, I, d- I really don't want to get into this with you, to be honest. I just, mate, what what happens on the third scene of the second Lord of the Rings movie? Third scene. I think if you're um going for these grand uh, <laughs>
0: movies that are sort of epic in scale, you're sort of uh, bound to get a lot of people flocking to, but like I don't, I don't know like what movies I could point to in recent years, besides maybe the Marvel and DC movies that have done that.
1: And maybe not even the DC movies to an extent. No, I will say this, um, either before we end the podcast or start uh, another recording of the zoom call. But I do think that it is incredible an incredible feat for Titanic to be in the top three grosser movies of all time when it, probably wasn't an anticipated movie as much as what Avengers and Avatar was. Avengers had 10 years and 21 films behind it to give it a boost up to the number one spot. Whereas Titanic was a love story. Very basic. But it was just done so well. And I think... Yeah, but
0: Titanic was also based on like a true event and this like catastrophic
1: event that everyone knows about. Yeah, shit, you know what? I did forget that Titanic was real. Oh, okay. <laughs> the crazy thing. <laughs> Never is, mind. Just yeah. to take everything. They
2: probably had a bit to do with it. the Crazy thing is, out of the <laughs> 34 highest-grossing films of all time, Titanic's the only film in that like first 34 that was released before the 2010s. Actually, no. Tell a lie. Avatar's hell? 2009, but like the
1: rest, it's all 2010 films. Damn. Yeah. Even so what Chris just said about Titanic being the only film in the top 30 highest grossing movies, especially in the top three to come out pre 2010s. I just think is a testament to, I don't know. Now that you've reminded me that it was based on true events that could have had a major impact on why it was so such a a high grossing movie, but with a lot less going like backing it than Avengers and Avatar I think it's pretty impressive how well it's held up especially to still be in the top 3. Yeah, and there's a lot of star power
0: behind that movie as well. You know, you've got Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet and um
1: James Cameron directing.
0: So, you know, I wouldn't say it had nothing to go on.
1: No, yeah, you know, no, I know that, but I just I was more touched on the fact that Avengers had 10 years going behind it and Avatar was what well, I can remember just a very anticipated movie but then again i i weren't around when titanic was out in cinemas or if i was i was a young boy so i I can't really perceive what it was like back then it yeah so i would have been three so i have no no idea whether it was um anticipated or not well the cinematic landscape is very different now i would say
0: than it uh was back in the 90s i think people were more willing to take chances on um movies that they didn't really know that much about whereas now it's like there are people who won't go and see a movie if it's not like a marvel movie you know yeah a
1: a friend of a friend is like that he will only go to the cinema to see mcu films but he will not go to the cinema to see anything else yeah i don't want to go into that really but Nah. I don't agree with it. M- Max's laptop doesn't have enough storage to go into that. <laughs> D- no, it doesn't. So um I think we'll end this this week's episode here. I've had a pretty interesting conversation yeah. in all fairness. I've learned uh, I've learned a new fact that Titanic was real. Yeah. Yeah. At least we're learning. Hey, <laughs> Matt, mad in it. Neil deGrasse Tyson says get your mind blown at least once a day. So there we go.
0: Ah, oh, Titanic actually happened. Jesus Christ. Those poor people. I thought they named
1: the boat after the film. <laughs> yeah, they that did bitch that exact really didn't, thing. <laughs> that bitch really didn't move over and give him enough space on the door. What a cunt. Then
2: yeah. she just yeah. threw away those jewels that were probably worth that's... a lot of money.
1: Yeah. Selfish. She didn't, care,
0: she didn't care about the jewels. It was the love.
2: Yeah, well, Anyway, like this is a Titanic discussion now. Before. We can't
0: go into it. <laughs> yes, we can't honest, go into I it. Crazy. We don't like Titanic. <laughs> oh, no, all right. Just boot up another ne- Zoom call. We're doing this again. Ne- <laughs> all right. This
1: is the Titanic no. cast now. I don't like Titanic either. Oh, but well, that's that's, that's it. Jeez. Yeah, but that's mainly because it makes me think of my ex and like when I was <laughs> happy. So, oh, did you almost okay. die in a huge boat? Cheers, boys. No, never been on a boat. Oh boy. Well, I think that's it
0: for now. Thank you very much (laughs) for uh, joining in this chat, this discussion. What episode Uh, are we up to, Max? This is number five, I think. This is six. This is not six.
1: Episode six, yeah.
0: This isn't episode six. No, it's so episode five. six
1: because I said in the chat, oh, Chris, shut the fuck up, man. I had a proper lie planned out and everything. Well, you wouldn't have been able to lie. I know what I episode we're on. I guarantee I would have fooled you.
0: No, you would not have.
1: Well, Anyway. We, we won't know now, will we?
0: I guess not. Thank you very much for tuning in. And... Stay safe. Stay inside if you're in the UK. Catch you next time. (laughs)